This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found on Gadget Geek show number 372, recorded on September 27th, 2018. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find out. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation all for the okay. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the Average Guy TV studios here in a beautiful fall, Bellevue, Nebraska. And of course, we post the show each week. This week, show notes, I'll try to keep track of them. Uh, it's the grill and, and barbecue show this week. And we I didn't open show notes. I probably should have. So we'll, we'll build those as we go. But... Um, we appreciate you guys checking them out there. Normally, on normal shows, Mike and I get those uh, kind of written in advance, but we didn't this week. But if you want to head out to theaverageguy.tv, uh, everything is listed out there. Don't forget, you can also join us on our mobile app. Probably the best way to join us live is on the mobile app. Uh, you can get it from anywhere. It automatically streams. It's just the easiest way to get it. Even if you don't think you're going to use it all the time, have it on your phone, have it available, Android, iPhone. We thank our Patreon subscribers for that. They're the sponsors of that. And we appreciate them doing that. Head out to homegadgetgeeks.com, and both Android and iPhone are available out there. I just renewed that with Spreaker and uh, changed the logos over to say that our Patreon subscribers. So thank you, Patreon. If you didn't hear last week and you're a Patreon subscriber, I did a quick solo show, although quick is 45 minutes, um, uh, last week. And I uh, went through the whole list and posted the entire list in the show notes last week. And I appreciate you guys for doing what you do with Patreon. Don't forget, we're still gathering kind of the Home Gadget Geeks uh, Fitbit group. If you want to get in there and get assigned, yeah, Mike Mike Howard's got his Fitbit on. And uh, you want to get in that Fitbit group, uh, send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv, and I'll add you. A few of you have been doing that, and we've been slowly getting you in there. So uh, supercharged, Mike, you and I, uh, last was it last week? Kind of. Last week, yeah. We joined a group, uh, we got on it, and we got after it, and it was yeah. pretty cool. Now, both you and I have been busy this week. I had to decline kind of the weekly challenge, but it seems like we get a weekly and a weekend, and it's 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 a great way. I mean, it helps you stay active, right? I mean, you, yeah. you get out, and you kind of you, you kind of track it. I enjoy the competition. I love seeing where everybody else is, so you can, you can watch who's getting ahead of you, who you're pulling ahead of. And yeah, there's some late night antics that sometimes go on to make sure you end the day ahead. <laughs> <laughs> not you. That's all me. No, it is probably you doing that. We know it's not Uyghur. Mike, welcome back. Good to have you back after a week off. Yeah, it was good. Last week we had a fundraiser for the Dreamweaver Foundation here in Omaha, which does, um, they do dreams for seniors, for terminally ill seniors, which is kind of cool. You know, you think of people at the end of their life and they get to have a dream um, before it's their time. So it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I took the night off, but it's good to be back. I wish Super I could join the Fitbit group. You got me all excited. I know I need some new, uh, I need some There's got to be a way to cross right? over on that thing, right? Isn't there some, isn't there some way to, couldn't you feed, like does, doesn't Fitbit have a, an API to your Apple watch? Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if the Apple, if the app could pull from my health. I bet it can. What about something like my fitness pal? Yeah. Yes. But would that tie into the, it could. There's got to be a way. There's yeah, got to be a way. It takes, all, it takes them all together, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, we'll have to I've look into that. Competitions because the new watch OS and iOS 12 has competitions now. So I've been doing it with all with Hannah and my brother-in-law mm. and my mother-in-law. Actually, we're all competing, but I want to join in on the fun with this. Yeah, one. no, it'd be good. Good to get you in there. Well, we'll, we'll figure out. Maybe the chat room can figure out during the show. What's the right combination to get, you know, the, the watch users on Fitbit. I'm sure by now there's an integration where you could 
drop those in there uh, and get your Fitbit stats. So maybe we'll get that figured out during the show. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, back in, if you, you shouldn't follow this guy on Facebook, if you don't want to be hungry every second of the day, Mark Robson is back. Mark, welcome back. Thank you. You'll good, be back again. Good to have you. Um, I, I am a little jealous of all the cooking um, programs that you, you take during the, it seems like during the week and the weekends, um, you've got a great community up there that does a lot of that. I mean, they're just, they're always available. You're always at them. I don't know how you afford it all the time. Is it terribly expensive to do that stuff? Well, in Canadian dollars, it's a hundred bucks, 125 bucks. So for you guys, it's what, 25, but, uh, not too bad. No, it's, it's, uh, so the brisket class was 125 for two people and you came home with half a brisket. Wow. Uh, nice. Burger class was 80 bucks Canadian and these are all Canadian prices, right? So knock off a full third. Right. So, um, the burger class I took a couple about a month ago was uh, eighty five bucks, and these are licensed too, which means that while they're feeding you, they're giving you a drink, uh, nice. giving you beer and wine. Yeah, good um, good way to do it. Guys' night out one was was more expensive, about one hundred and twenty five, but that was craft beer tasting, bourbon tasting, and then three hours of nonstop cooking. So that nice. was, we did we did tomahawk steaks, we did. Um, uh, ribs we did uh, he actually brought in a chunk of cow and actually ca- carved the tomahawk steaks off the cow um, and then took the meat from between the, the ribs and made sliders out of them and then I think he had five tomahawks so about uh, 15 pounds of steak wow. wow See, that would be cool to see because I remember the first time uh, the, actually the first time I helped carve up a, a deer uh, during deer season for hunting, that was one of the coolest parts is like seeing how all the different parts of those steaks and the different things you always hear about and you cook, but you don't really, you, you don't know which part of the, the animal that comes from. It was a lot of fun to get into that part of the, the process. So I bet that was kind of cool to see him actually carve out those tomahawk steaks. It, it was. And it's a, to- a tomahawk was something I've been trying to get to for a while. And I actually just did one, uh, uh, the first, we got the first weekend in September is called Labor Day for us. And it's is it Memorial Day for you guys. Uh, September? Yeah. No, still Labor Day for us. Okay, so, Memorial Day is in May. Uh, so it's Labor Day weekend. Uh, I had some friends down. And we did a, a three-pound a three tomahawk that I uh, reverse seared. Oh, two and a half hours to cook it. And I wouldn't have done it if I hadn't taken his class. But even then, I didn't use his method to do it. Um, and I talked to, there's two chefs that run it. And I talked to went to the older chef, and I, I saw the way he was doing it. And I said, I'm, I'm doing one this year, but I'm not going to do it that way. I told him I was going to do it. And the chef looks at me and goes, yeah, he says, you're doing it the right way. He said, he's doing it for class and it works, but what, the way you're going to do it is the right way. Nice. So, you know, I've been cooking a lot more or grilling. That's not really the right term, but maybe pan frying, you know, using, using a cast iron for steak uh, or chicken inside. And, you know, you have to turn the fan on to keep the smoke alarm from going off sometimes. But We've been doing a lot more with the HelloFresh stuff we've been doing. We've been doing a lot more of just doing that inside. Typically, I would have the, the meals would have been bigger and I'd take it out to the grill. But, you know, for just a for just two things of chicken or two steaks, ah, put it in the uh, put it in the cast iron. And uh, I am so surprised at how good a steak is. Salt, pepper, a little olive oil in a pan like it's you're like you don't have to do you don't have to be super fancy with it you don't have to have a bunch of super fancy and you can if you want to but man right out of the pan super delicious and sarah even said to me i cooked a couple steaks the other night she's like did you put anything else on this because you know hello fresh is big on salt and pepper right that's right. the 
that is the that's their their um, their thing of choice. So that has been. I, I'm ready for the winter, Mark. I, I you know, I don't uh, even when it's cold and snowy out there. I think I've you know I've done a lot. Um, I've done enough grilling or you know cooking inside this summer that I'm ready to do my winter my winter meats inside. I have been one of the keys on the steak is just add a little bit of butter. I saw Gordon Ramsay do that in a pan. You can do that. Yeah. In a pan. Right. Yeah. For a a secret to steak, I'm about to post it in the chat group, but a secret in steak is to get this stuff called SPG from Suckle Busters. And this stuff, they cannot keep it on the shelf in the barbecue store. Really? They get it in, they get a whole shipment of this stuff in from these guys of like 25 or 30 different flavors of rubs and and, uh, sauces. And this one disappears. It Only just, eight uh, left. Oops, seven. Suckle busters, if you couldn't understand Mark's Canadian accent, is what that is. Suckle busters. <laughs> is what that is. Well, it's been, um, it's, it has been a good summer of kind of indoor cooking for me, of, of kind of, you know, pan or, or um, cast iron grilling. Uh, last night we made kind of a super fancy mac and cheese that had uh, French uh, French bacon, and I forget what they call that, but they cubed their bacon instead of, okay. and it's not quite all the bacon, it's not all the way to the bacon on the meat, but it's kind of between the ham and the bacon. Anyway, that's what it is. There you Italian. go. Yeah, Italian, thank you. And uh, so it's cubed, and again, throw that in the pan, let that kind of just go for five to seven minutes. That seasons the pan real nice. Pull that off. We made some. We made the cheese sauce right back in that pan, and then added that back in. You know, boiled the the noodles. It was a fancy noodle. I forget the name of that too. Uh, for that, and then mix that all together, and then take the whole cast iron pan and throw it in the oven at four fifty for five or five to seven minutes. And that, if you take a mozzarella or even some parmesan on top, and let that go till it till it bubbles. And pull that out. Oh my god, it's like a super fancy mac and cheese. Super good, super good. Yeah. So hold on, let me. Make what are you showing us? This, uh, yeah, you're you're doomed, Uyghur. I hope you got <laughs> no, a snack. You're so <laughs> what you do you what do you got, Mark? You mentioned pancetta. Yeah. So that's four pizzas we made, and I think two of those have pancetta on them. Mm, those pizzas are good. That was that's, yeah. That was a new thing for me. I hadn't had that before. And I, and that's fifty degrees. I'll, I'll buy again. And now, just that's oven cooked. No. No, no, no. You can't get, this is 750 degrees, so you can't get your oven up that high. That's true. So how'd, how'd you do it? On my uh, egg. Okay. But I got it so hot that it actually burnt the wooden handles off the ash pan. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. That that barbecue doesn't owe me nothing. That's been five years of cooking on that thing and, and abuse like that on a semi-regular basis. We, um, well, let me, I was going to throw a, a general question to you guys because I'm getting ready. You know, I've been talking about moving. I don't think we're going to do it yet this summer, but probably next. And of course, um, I'm going to replace my grill when we move. And I've been looking, so all for the last two months, I've been going in the stores, you know, kind of looking at the the grills. I've got this really crappy sunbeam that I have held together since 96, right? My, my grill is old and I love it, right? I mean, I've, I, I understand it. I know it. I know how to cook on it. It's awesome, but it's going to get replaced. So, you know, it's, it, if, if I'm, and I'm not, I'm not you, Mark, I'm not going to go buy four of these things. I'm going <laughs> to buy one. I, I smoke occasionally. I, and then I also smoke a cigar occasionally too, which is always great. Um, so I smoke occasionally, not a lot. Sarah's not a big fan of smoking. I thought she would be 
more of a fan of it, but she's not that smoky flavor. So we don't do it as much as I thought we were going to. So for me in that three to 500 range, you know, for a grill, uh, I'll take recommendations from the three of you kind of thinking through what's, what's the right, you know, I'm not going to go a grand on a Traeger or something like that, but what's the right, what more, and Mark, let me, you, you probably got a few suggestions right off the top of your head, but what, what, what would you do in that kind of situation? The, the one I hear, I think it's a Weber 310. Um, I think that's one I, I had a friend that recommended that too, after doing some research on another uh, forum, it was a Weber propane one. I'm, I tend to tell people the same thing I tell them when they were looking at getting rid of um, cable or satellite and going to streaming is don't get rid of what you know, just augment it with something else. So my idea would be for you to, if you're going to replace your sunbeam, replace it with a another good gas grill right. and go and buy a cheap Weber to play with. And then once you start playing with charcoal again, and you can do everything with the Weber. You can do a cook on charcoal. You can cook indirect. Chicken wings on there are great. There's a thing called a Vortex you can use. But you're only looking at a, what, 100 or 150 bucks US to get a, yeah. a nice yeah. Weber yeah. kettle and play yeah. with it. And then when you want to do burgers and dogs, you can either do it in the charcoal or you throw it in your gas. And you're not you're not limited. I bit the bullet and I went all gas or sorry, all charcoal or pellet. Um, and I use my Traeger if I'm going to do hot dogs and stuff. But I use my rec tech if I have a lot of people over or I'm cooking a lot of food or I'm doing an overnight cook because it's got a really good controller. I'm doing uh, beef ribs and brisket uh, Saturday morning. And that'll be 16 or 18 hours of cooking on it. And I don't have to worry about it. It has a 40-pound hopper to run for 40 hours. And But for what you're looking for, I would buy a good uh, gas grill, uh, probably Weber or Napoleon, um, and buy yourself a cheap kettle to play with. Yeah, I'm kicking myself a little bit because um, I was at um, Target as they were clearancing. This is the perfect time of the year, at least here in the United States, to pick up that kind of grill. And they were clearancing their the kettles with uh, the Weber kettles with the premium package, right? So it's got the catcher on the bottom and and the fancy equipment. They were 100, 109 bucks. And I thought, Ooh, I should totally get this. And it was red, which would have been great. And then I chickened out at the last minute. I'm like, no, I'm going to have a busy fall. I won't have time to do. I'm, I'm such an idiot. So, um, But Weber, for, for on the gas side, if, for that price range, you'd say Weber, huh? That's yeah. From what I, I did some research for a friend of mine who was looking for a grill, and she went and bought one. It was about nine hundred dollars Canadian, so five six hundred US, not on sale. Yeah, I can I get a th- it right now. I got I'll a three ten. That one too. That Spirit, the Weber Spirit three ten, is the one that my buddy and I were looking at. He actually ended up grabbing it, and he said it's one, it's the best grill um, he's owned. He loves it. I think I told you about that one too, Mike, in the spring. I think that's when I suggested it to him. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Yep. Uh, four ninety nine right now, four ninety nine US uh, here on Amazon. Mike Howard Spirit on Bobcat deals. Yeah, Spirit Two E three ten is the one I'm looking at. The, oh, the Weber Spirit E three ten. That's the that's the one I'm looking at. Yeah, the version then. My, it's, Mike been, it's, been a, it's been a while since I bought a grill. You know, I have uh, for me. I wouldn't get um, the Rectec because it's really a smoker. Like Mark was mentioning, I don't. Mm-hmm. I do most of my steak grilling and I kind of and hamburgers on my gas grill, and and really the the Rectech is for longer smokes. I've done burgers on there and they're fine, they're good on there. But as a main cooker for for stuff like that, I'll do it on the gas grill. And it's, there's a lot of uh, marketing play that people are trying to say that they're great for everything, right? You, it's not that you can't cook everything on them, but they're not 
a, a seared burger on a charcoal grill to me is a better burger than just yeah. trying to smoke it. And I'd agree. Yeah, it's been a while since I've done charcoal, and I'm, I am kind of looking forward to, to going back to it. I might try to do the same thing next fall or something when we when we move. I'm trying to actually declutter and not add more right now, but I just I'm starting to you know I want to kind of keep my eyes open for for some things. What about what about ceramic? If I'm thinking about that's not a good. Is that a good first or you know, a first grill to have, or is that just, is that a specialty? I would cer- ceramic and metal. Uh, you can group them all together. It's called komodos. Mm-hmm. They're all the same style of cooking. Mm-hmm. The best bargain out there is that uh, acorn that uh, Ken ended up buying. And it's what I started off with, and it does everything well. It's a bit of a small surface. It's about eighteen inch grill on it. It's cast iron grill. You can do high heat. That's what I did the pizzas on. So you can do super high heat on it. You can do low and slow. You can get a PID controller for keeping temperatures up. Um, but to my mind, you're still better off getting a, a, you can go for a Weber. And the one I was looking at was a Weber Genesis 310. It looks a little different from the, uh, from the okay. spirit. Okay. Um, yeah, Gen- Genesis, I think it was more like a thousand dollars. It's 900 Canadian. Yeah. Um, the spirit I think is one step down from it. I think Genesis is the next step up. Uh, but if you, as far as a charcoal grill, there's nothing wrong with a, with an acorn Komodo and you can find them, uh, you can find them on clearance at Walmart for like a hundred bucks sometimes. Um, they're lighter than a ceramic. Uh, the only downside is you want to put a cover on it, but I've got five years out of mine and things still going strong. Okay. I, well, I was at Menards and they, they had them and I was like, oh, and I think it was the acorn brand too. I was like, oh, and they were clearancing them. And um, so I was kind of like, well, so, okay, well, you've gave, that's perfect. You've given me some, I'm going to, I'm going to look at the Weber line. I keep my eyes open for something and kind of see what in that 310 line, the spirit line. And I think it's a little smaller, a little bit cheaper. Uh, The Genesis line, a little bit larger, a little bit more expensive, at least new, probably we're talking 700 bucks. So, um, you know, that's a little bit on the price point there. I'll keep, I'll, I'll keep my eyes open. If you're going to go with charcoal too, I mean, you could always go with um, one of the cheaper. So Green Mountain is a cheaper version of the Traeger or even one of the smaller Traegers. And then you would have, if you were already going to get the um, the charcoal, you would have a charcoal option. And then you'd also be able to get into the smoking if you wanted to. Because you can get one of the smaller uh, Green Mountains for the same price as that Spirit too. And so you, you, that is your charcoal on those? On what? On the Green Mountain? Uh, no, but I mean, if he was going to get, if he, I think you would, Jim, you said you might even just get both, right? You get a charcoal. Um, I was thinking I'd get a, just a, a Weber, you know, uh, a kettle yeah. uh, at the, at a hundred, you know, at a hundred bucks, find one for a hundred bucks somewhere and then have that as that would be my charcoal option and then replace the Sunbeam with something else. Right. Is. Yeah. Whatever that is. I actually like the Green Mountains more than Trigger. Do you? Yeah. And actually I, there's, there's, um, Erect Tech now has a smaller line too, which is getting good reviews. Yeah, I love my Green Mountain. I just we, wish the hopper was a little bit bigger. That's forty pound hopper on the Erect Tech. That's, yeah, yeah so that's awesome. I don't even know what mine is, but it's got to be small. Forty I think it's pounds. About 20, yeah, forty I wake, pounds. I wake up. I wake up to that pee, the really high pitched beep. I can just hear it because the I put the smoker right outside our bedroom window, so I can hear it. Forty yeah, pounds. I, that's a lot of pellets. It does about a pound per hour. So you can, uh, uh, yeah. you can do about 40 hours of cooking, but like, so we have a long weekend in August, beginning of August. I did 30, 16 hours one night and 15 hours the next, uh, back to back cooks. 
Yeah. All on one hopper, huh? On one hopper. Actually, oh. I filled up after the second day, but after the first day, but you couldn't tell. Like it was the hopper down three inches. So oh. I put a 20 pound bag in in three inches. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Howard, what's the longest you've ever, uh, you've ever smoked? The longest, I think is 18 hours. I did a, uh, a, a roast, not a roast, a um, pork butt for 18 hours, I think it was. Nice. And I have this, you know, I have the Rectech uh, 680 that, that Mark's talking about with the 40 pound hopper. And yeah, you never run, I never gotten close to running out. And, you know, if you haven't looked at it in 40 hours, you're probably doing something wrong. <laughs> so you can, you can go out there and if it does run a little low, you can put more in there. Yeah. yeah. That's all, all weekend you're out there. And I've also I, done something where, you know, maybe the first part of the smoke, you want to get a certain flavor on the meat. So you're maybe going really low and on the Rectech, even doing something where they call extreme smoke, where it's doing some more smoke. And I might put one flavor of wood pellet in there that's going to give it a little bit stronger flavor. And then, because I was maybe was running short on that pellet, and then put on top of that some other pellets that I didn't, that, you know, I'm, I'm ready to burn these. I don't care. And that's later on, the meat's not going to get as much of that smoke flavor. So I'll let that burn for the rest of the burn. It's a good way to do it. I got to say the Rectech, like I bought my Rectech is five years old and I bought it used from somebody else. They have had the best customer service out of anybody I've ever dealt with on any product. They, they blew me away with the, with the level of, uh, of support on a five-year-old grill. Um, they came up with a new controller and it was selling out. They were selling on Wednesdays at noon and they would sell out in literally three minutes. Still so sold out. They're metering. They're still sold out. Yeah. I went there tonight to buy it and it's not shipping until end of October. So they're, they're releasing like say 20 or 30 a week. Um, some people are saying they're releasing 200 a week, but they're releasing an X number a week. And it's so that they can keep the support calls down when people install them. So I <laughs> called them up and I said, I tried buying it online. I had it in my cart. But because I'm from Canada, I can't do an online purchase. So the guy said, no problem. Call this person. He'll help you out. So I called him up and I said, the guy says, how can I help you? I said, well, I want a, a controller, but I don't think I can get one because I'm not on the list. And the guy says, no, no. He says, that's taken care of. You get one of those. You had to pay for it, but you're getting one. I said, okay, well, I'm also looking for a, a new drip pan. He says, well, that's a warranty item. Well, anybody who knows these smokers, it's a can that catches grease on the outside. Like, to, to have that as a warranty item is is... <laughs> and then I said, well, um, my uh, igniter uh, seized up in the ash in the fire pot, so I couldn't get it out. So I need to buy a new fire pot, but I want to upgrade to the new one. He says, well, that's a warranty item too. If it seized up, we're going to replace that under warranty. But because you're buying the new one, the different style will just give you a discount off of that one. And then I said, I want a new RTD. My RTD wasn't failed, but I figured if I'm buying everything else, I'll just get an RTD because I got to pay duty when it comes across the border. Mm -hmm. And the guy says, oh, RTD, that's that's a warranty item too. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so they gave me 60 bucks worth of, of parts for free on a grill that I bought used from somebody else that they don't know the history of. And then when it came in, it was missing the temperature probes. So I called the guy back up and I said, okay, well, I'm missing the probes. He said, don't worry, we'll take care of it. I said, I want to buy a hat. He goes, oh, which hat? So I tell him, he goes, okay, but because we, because we forgot to give you the probes, they're going to give you the hat for free. <laughs> so... 60 or 70 dollars for the parts for free on a cup and apparently this is not the only time they've done that these guys are people order parts and all of a sudden they'll get six or seven rubs with the with the part just because like it's um nice it's a really nice they they really look after their their people the customers when i bought mine mark i they're south georgia i drove down there because i didn't want to have to pay for shipping or whatever and i wanted it right away 
So I drove down there and picked it up and, and, you know, got to go in our office and see the warehouse full of these things. And um, super helpful, super nice. We you know, went and sat down in the office with somebody and talked it all through about what I wanted. And they helped me with the purchase and then helped, you know, loaded it in my truck and took off with it. So I can get a Rectech RT700 bundle, Wi-Fi enabled, portable wood pellet grill, built-in meat probe, stainless steel, 40-pound hopper, six-year warranty, hot flash ceramic ignition system, 1500 bucks, but free shipping. That's what I have. <laughs> is that what you got? Well, I have a 680, which is the same thing. With, with my upgrades, it's identical thing, except it's red cover instead of black. So I turned my 680 into the 700 um, with this new controller and the new fire pot. Weaker, it's, Weaker, how about a $1,500 grill? Are you in? Uh, I mean, mine was 800 Oh, okay. But, um, so no, probably not 1500. <laughs> um, but I, I was, I love my green mountain. The one thing I was going to ask, so I don't know if you guys, so as these things start to age, the one thing I've noticed with mine is that smoke will start to seep out, you know, maybe around where the door closes or rest around the outside or up by the hinges, um, for mine. Have you guys done any sort of, do you guys ever do any sealant around no. on the outside? No. The, the way I look at it, my egg is pretty much airtight. Like you can shut off the fire and same my Weber, you can shut the fire off without be, uh, just by cutting the air off on it. A smoker makes smoke when smoke leaves the chamber. So I'm not worried about any of the smoke evaporating or escaping because it generating, it has more smoke coming behind it and drawing draft back out of it. And if you look at the guys like um, Franklin Barbecue and all those guys, there's no sealant at all in those things. There's, there's like eight inch gaps around the doors that they don't care. The smoke just goes in and it goes back out again. If yeah. it was something that you're concerned about the heat, yeah, you could do it, and there's guys that put kits on them. But my smoker is the the thing is a a holy mess to begin with. Like they're designed to have a lot of leaks in them, just to let the the air go through and the smoke out. Okay, yeah, Mike. I in the Rectech forums on Facebook, there's people who have bought this high heat uh, tape or whatever you put around the the lid, and I actually bought it. But then after reading more about it, I heard the same thing Mark's talking about. Is it's not a bad thing that 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 smoke was coming out of the top of the lid instead of just coming out of the smokestack. Right. So I ended up not using it. Mine does leak um, sometimes, especially if I'm using one of those amazing tubes to add even more smoke. It definitely will leak out of the, the top of the lid and not all out of the smokestack. So it is when I looked at it, so that can't be right. I want that, it to all that's go out the I smokestack. I see every time. I'm like, this can't be right. I've got to be losing heat or something. But yeah. uh, okay, if, if it's... I'll trust the professionals here. And I'll, I'll show you a picture of mine when it fires up. This was, well, it was in the double digits. Um, I had to cook something. Oh, where'd my mouse go? I had to cook something at uh, early in the morning one time. And this is a Facebook post, so it's not the biggest picture, but. Um, okay, so five, yeah, that's what mine looks like when it's when it's going. Okay. This is a 5 a.m. run, and this was actually cooking. It was, um, it's a different controller. It's a smoke daddy controller. It puts out a little bit more smoke. I don't. I got smoke coming out the the uh, the the, um, the drain hole. I got smoke coming out the vents. I got smoke coming out the the hinges. Sometimes the hopper. Yeah, the hopper I've noticed. And then the drain hole is the funniest. It's almost like a little spout going out the bottom right side. Yeah, smoke. Okay. I, I don't worry about the smokers. I don't worry about. It's. Yeah. Uh, I figure the more smoke comes out, the more smoke will be generated. Yeah. Mike, you did mention something I wanted to ask too when you talk about as you grow ages, as your smoker ages. Because, you know, Mark, you talked about your lid you replace mine. I have the old, uh, I don't know what is the original Rectech red lid that is starting to peel and on the edges. 
and need to replace that. But also inside of the smoker, I'm starting to have some stuff that rust out. Even with the cover on it, those things I don't think are completely waterproof because I'll still get some wetness happening. Yeah, and, I know guys have, have taken them and, and powder coated them. I had the original lid. Mine's the, the painted style before they needed powder coating. Yeah. But again, if I look at the guys that are the heavy-duty barbecuers from Texas and stuff, theirs are just painted black. And they, if they have an issue, they sandblast it, paint it black again. And, and <laughs> like what about, the, a smoker is, is a very uh, simple machine for them. What about that high-heat um, paint uh, in a can that you can get? Yeah, guys can, have done that too. Can you use that inside of the smoker? It's not food safe. Okay, so that answer is no. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what it's going to do to off-gas it, right? I'll just go with no. My I had that problem on so on the bat. So when I in the winter I put on like the I call it the blanket, right? You know, it keeps it all nice in there. But on the back, uh it kind of I don't know if it was from running or whatever. Well, first of all, the the thermostat or whatever, um, the temperature probe that actually just tells you the internal temp, that was done for after it had sat in that blanket. It must have gotten too hot in there for that thing. And then on the back, it actually there's a little about a circle spot about yay big uh where it started to kind of rust out a little bit which was i thought was odd but it was only after using the blanket for a winter season that yeah they don't that. blankets aren't good in, the, in high heat so that must have been it they uh they actually tell on traeger's one they actually tell you don't use it above zero degrees celsius um so in, in the winter i only use it for um low and slow anyway so i don't worry about it but mine gets scratched up from the blanket okay. but again i'm not my grills are not the cleanest thing there. You can barely see it in that picture, but it was, there's uh so all around the front of it. And when you use a blanket, it discolors the cup, the, the cover on it. And yeah, um, that's what I noticed at the outside. You can go and just um, get the rust off with probably a Brillo pad and then just get the barbecue paint. Okay. Is it, you're not going to touch the meat with it. Right. Yeah, you're right. It must've been one of the few times where I, I probably ran it up real high to kind of burn some stuff off, but I had the blanket still on. Didn't think about that. Hey, um, other Mike, the uh, you can probably use um, scrub it down and just put some like peanut oil or something or, or uh, grapeseed oil to stop okay. it rusting. Yeah. Uh, Jim, did you ever buy the frog mat? Things? I did. I bought. I bought two of them. Yeah. I had to rebuy mine tonight because last smoke I did for Labor Day, I opened up the grill and they were laying still laying there, but chunks were eaten out of them so something got oh, in there yeah something got in there and decided to have some frog mat right with whatever was left on it <laughs> it started by licking them and then i was like yes. hey, this stuff's pretty good and now that it has silicon in its stomach <laughs> or i think those are made out of i i don't know, I don't know. those are I, super handy i wasn't going to reuse it after i saw the holes yeah, no, right on i i actually burned holes through mine got it too hot got it over a flame they don't do the best with flame um, and that's okay. I, I can still cook on it. It, it, um, we've been doing a lot of, um, sweet potato. And so if you cube those sweet potatoes and throw them on that frog mat, um, man, that, that is some of the best sweet potatoes I've ever had. And they're just, they, they cook well under that scenario. No spray, no nothing. Just throw them in the frog mat. Now, Mike, I actually snipped, you know, frog mat's just a pad for those folks that are listening to on audio. Frog mat comes in a pad. I actually cut mine down and then I pinched up the corners to make a, to make a rim. And then I took some tin foil, rolled it up till it was like a string. And then I put it around each corner and, you know, screwed it so it was, so it would hold those corners. 
So they're up, I don't know, about maybe an inch, inch and a half or all the way around. So I have four mats because I was dropping stuff. I was throwing it on the mat and then I was having trouble in the back with things falling off, you know, out the back. Right. And sometimes I take the meat to create a, like a uh, wall on the sides. You know, I put that <laughs> mat down, then you kind of use the meat as the wall. But it, um, and so folding it up really changed the way I use that mat. And it is fantastic. The other thing we do is uh, like bell peppers and onions and, you know, that kind of mix. Put that all in a bowl. Sarah puts some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of dressing with it. And then we throw that on the grill and just let those go. Um, it would, same things you'd use on a shish kebab for, for, you know, for flavors. Or you can also put pineapple in that way. That works really well in chunks. So chunked pineapple will work that way. So that fro the frog mat's been, that was a great recommendation. I, I'm to the point where I probably need to buy another one. I mean, I've used it so much. Yeah, no, they're awesome. Yep. I tend to use uh, uh, coated um, cooling trays now. So you get buy some cheap cooling trays, like cooking cookie cooling trays, you oh, know, the things okay. you put them on, yeah. spray mm -hmm. them down with, with oil, and then put what I want on top of them, like a bunch of white balls or something, and then put that whole thing into it. But then you can toss them in the dishwasher. Yeah. I yeah, like that, the frog mat, but I don't like the fact you got to clean them by hand. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, I kind of treat it sometimes like I treat the grill where I just throw it on and let it heat up and then <laughs> throw the stuff <laughs> on it. Yeah, just like, yeah, it's good, good, good enough. Uh, Flavor. Type deal. Yeah, right on. I mean, I mean, I don't know how sanitary it is. I don't know, but that's that's what I do. So, uh, no, 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 uh, no judgment there on any of those. Speaking One of the thing. Oh, go ahead. Speaking of pineapple, has anybody tried swineapple yet? No. Uh, descri not. Describe that. So you core out a pineapple, um, and you stuff it with um, seasoned chunks of pork meat, mm. like pork shoulder, and then you cook the whole thing inside the pineapple. So yeah, that sounds open it. good. That yeah. sounds good. Now I've done the other thing where we've done we've done chops. You know, we get these big, thick chops, and I'll actually. So we we've got that um, pampered chef pineapple core, which like if you guys have never, do you guys anybody core their own pineapples? I have Anyone? never done that. Never done this. Okay, so pampered chef or they've got them all over the place. It's just a plastic cylinder. That's got a long cylinder on it, and it's got a little blade on it, um, you know, a little plastic blade. It doesn't even need to be very sharp. And you put it on top. You cut the top of the pineapple, bottom of the pineapple off, and then you put it on the top and just spin it in. And it spins around and completely cores your pineapple out for you. Well, it does a spiral cut. And then all you have to do is take your knife. So you pull it out. The core is in the center of that plastic piece. So you pop that out and throw it away. Although if you are ever going to infuse, and I need to do this. You're ever going to infuse water with pineapple? That would be the way to do it. That core is juicy. It's just you would never yeah. eat it, but man, it would transfer. You, it. <laughs> you kind of <laughs> just kind of gnaw it. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so you. Um, oh, there we go. Well, Mark, I'll show. We'll talk about that here in just a second. The. Um, so you pop the core out, and then it leaves you this perfectly round, Mark, and I think this is kind of what you're talking about, this perfectly round cylinder cleaned out of the pineapple. And you could just, in this case, like with Mark's talking about, you just stuff that full of pork, put it on the grill, and let that thing slow cook for a while uh, and do pretty well. We actually, I just take a knife then, and I just slice that into quarters. So I get these long quarters of rind. They're... 
rind on the outside and pineapple, again, juicy pineapple on the inside. So instead of putting the pineapples on top of the pork chops when we're grilling them, I throw those rinds on top. And it, man, it keeps it, uh, it keeps the, it keeps it moist and pineapple-y and for chops, it is pretty amazing. And I can get eight pretty thick toppers for these out of a single pineapple. So you could do eight pieces of meat that way. So it, that has been one of my favorite things to do in the summer. It works well. Mark, what are you showing? So this is that swineapple. So it's it's sort of what you said. It's a cored pineapple, but then they they also wrap it in bacon and then you slow cook it. Ooh, the wrapped in bacon part. That sounds wrapped in bacon. Then you put the the pork loin or whatever inside the yeah pork tenderloin. Uh, sort of slivers of pork tenderloin that you season and you stuff it inside it and you cook the whole thing together. Looks, yeah, looks awesome. That, that's one of the things I want to try next year. Um, there are some fancy ones on um, pi- uh, pineapple cores that are on on um, Amazon, but let me see if I can find one that um, you can. Like I said, you can get them from anywhere. Pampered Chef. Uh, let me let's see. Let me take. This I've seen them before, here. but the ones I've seen are also a they pull the whole pineapple at the same time. Yeah, you you screw them in and then they go through and then you can suck it out or push it through. Yeah. And then the core is in the center. Here's a good example. Let me uh, let me share my screen really quick with you guys. So here's a good example of what that uh, oh. of what that piece looks like. And then the top, that gray button, you just pull that in and the top comes off. And inside there is the pineapple core. And you would just push that through with a knife or whatever to get it out. And then... I like, and I like to do it right into the bowl. So put a, get a nice bowl, then put the pineapple in the bowl because it's, they're super juicy, right? So mm-hmm. spin that thing till it's all the way through, pull it out, pull it through. You've got this spiral um, pineapple thing. And then just take a, take a knife and just slice it down the side or pair, you know, or, or quarter it or half it. And, it's all the juices there and it makes it super easy to do pineapple. So any time of the year, at least here in Nebraska, we can get pretty good pineapple most time of the year and you can cut your own fresh pineapple. And I'm not going to lie. I can't stop eating it once I start. Like it, oh, I love pineapple. It, yeah. it, it goes, I mean, it goes on everything and you can add it into everything. One of the things I've been doing, if I just take a single slice, go out and just put them straight on the grill and let those things char on one side, right? Flip them over. Get a little bit on the other, but get one side kind of charred. Then bring them back in and put them in the fridge so that the sugars come back in. You don't want to eat them warm. They're not as good warm. Get them cold again and then serve those things. Man, the kids eat that stuff like it's candy. And, you can uh, they put brown sugar on it. Yes. Oh, yeah. there you go. No, it's a good way to do that. And that'll caramelize, right? It caramelizes those sugars in there and it's super good. So that's a quick thing you can do um, for me as you're warming up the grill. You can throw that pineapple on there early and kind of get, you know, as the grill's getting going, get those things cooked, throw them back in the bowl, throw them in the fridge, cook your stuff. And then by the time you're all that's done and you're coming back in, those those pineapples have cooled down to uh, to a manageable temperature. So because um, you want them cold. They, they if I've yeah. had it's, cold. it's so weird because one time I cooked them when I was first trying these out, I cooked them and I, I pulled them off hot and I ate one and you're like, Oh, this is awful. <laughs> like, but once they get cold, they're fine. Um, and so there's that. another, go ahead, Mike. 
I'll have to try that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I love nice. pineapple. It's really good. And that little core, like I said, I think we got ours from Pampered Chef. Um, but those, those you can find them just about anywhere, and they're pretty cheap. Get the plastic I, ones. I've not been adventuring too much with my my cooking. I know Mark has done a lot, but I'm sticking. To, I've been sticking to the ones I know are semi know. You know the pork pork butts, the uh, the brisket every now and then, which I haven't perfected. Ribs, which I love the yeah. ribs. Um, whole chickens and chicken wings. We did ribs for for Labor Day. And I follow that. I've talked about it on here before that simple three, two, one method that it just works for me with a, a little bit of a, a change. A three, three hour, two hour, one hour doesn't always work, but uh, they've come out every time just fantastic. Not uh, the same as you. That's, that's kind of my go tos, right? Your pork, three, butt, two, your ribs, and your chicken wings. Yeah. How to do wings. I got to learn how to do wings because I, I, we, we, I know, wings but I, we just never yeah. do. I never do them. Or Weber, yeah. do it on a Weber offset. Right. Right. Or put the coals in the middle and put the wings around the outside. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I need to do more wings. So we just, we, you know, we go to Buffalo Wild Wings and spend 60 bucks for something I could be grilling for, for 10. Yeah. I just go to Walmart or Kroger or Publix, whatever, buy the f frozen bag, you know, you thaw them out and then I will usually brine them uh, for a while to get a little bit of flavor in there and then, you know, just cook them. Yeah. I got to do smoker. more wings. What are you showing, Mark? That's, that's beef ribs. I've been playing a lot with beef ribs this year. Oh, wow. I got, I've got. i tried beef ribs, but the ones I get always have so much fat in there. Yeah, you need to find... So I'm going to show... It, I'll, I'll close this one down. I'll put up another one. But those are beef short ribs. I'm going to find... I uh, get some tomorrow from a um, a butcher shop. Uh, sorry, Saturday morning. And they're... I think they call them plate ribs. And uh, eight ribs is nine pounds. Wow. And they, they shrink up, and they're almost like ribeye steaks on a bone. They're absolutely amazing. Mike, what are you showing? I'm showing you some chicken wings, oh, Jim. There we go, on the, on the frog mat. Yeah, there's, yeah, back when I had them. Um, <laughs> back when they were burnt. <laughs> yeah, no, that's you just lay them out on the frog mat. I've seasoned them yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And um, yeah. I, I, I never remember the cook time, so I have to look it up each time. But it's not that long. It doesn't take that long to cook the wings. And then do you throw them in a bowl to, uh, for for um, sauce? I do. I, I don't do it on here. So I come off with just whatever seasoning I'm going to do. And then I let the person who's going to eat it add whatever sauce. Because, you know, like my one son wants it really hot. Another son, my wife, doesn't want it more mild. They may want garlic or whatever. So I don't want to sauce them too much while I'm cooking them. I let that happen you know, on the back end. Mike, is that do you when you're cooking when you're doing wings? Do you do separate bowls for the the various heat, or do you just do one one flavor? Uh, we usually do ours dry, so we like have a, a you know a seasoning to them. Uh, so I'll put them before I do it. I'll put them in a bowl, put a little bit of olive oil in there, uh, put the seasoning in, and then close the bowl up and shake it and get that all over everything. And then uh, we'll put them out and and we, yeah. So we're not. I mean, we don't do like the wet sauce on them too much. I should. Yeah. I just never have. Yeah, no, it'd be great. Mark, what are you showing now? Uh, these are beef ribs. So I'll see if it actually works through the, the slide. Uh, before I get into it, though, have you guys tried using baking soda on your, um, sorry, baking powder on your wings? No. Oh, what does that do? No. It makes them crispy like they came out of a fryer. Really? really? So, okay. So just just coat them first in baking powder? Baking, be baking powder. You can't use soda. I found that out the hard way. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you, um, it's baking powder and a rub of your choice. Okay. And you let them dry, uh, 
You put it on it and then toss them in the fridge and let them sit there uncovered for four, oh, two or three hours. Yeah. And then put more more on it again. And then you cook them on the grill. And the the combination of the fat and the baking powder and the rub makes them taste like they actually came out of a fryer. Interesting. Right. I, I came in second on a rib contest or a wing contest this summer. And the guy, the only reason I lost was they were a little too hot. But one of the guys said, like, did, did you fry these first before you barbecued them? And like, no, these are just strictly barbecue. Yeah. So there's um, uh, the Cookful, uh, which is a site, uh, says how to cook crispy wings that are so crispy. And they recommend that just exactly what you said. If you use um, if you use that baking powder, powder. right, use baking powder, they'll come out really crispy. Um, so, Mark, what do, what do you you're showing? What are you showing again? So these are beef ribs. So what you're seeing in the picture is nine pounds of ribs, eight bones, nine pounds. And that's what they looked like when they first went in. That's what they looked like after cooking for seven hours. So you can actually see how much they shrank. Yeah. How much and, are beef, beef ribs pretty expensive? Uh, I'm, for nine pounds, I'm going to pay 45 Canadian. Okay. That's not as bad as I thought. But I'm buying them from uh, directly from a butcher. Okay. Um, so Which is the right way to get meat, by the way. Yeah, and this yeah. guy's a commercial butcher. They they do deliveries yeah. to restaurants, but he actually opened up a um, a counter now, so uh, a customer service counter. So you can go in on the weekend and buy wagyu beef and and high end ribs, and so that was that's what they look like when they got cooked up. Man, you're right. That is like a sirloin on a on a bone. <laughs> yeah, and then what I did with those was I carved off the meat off the bone and served them like steaks. So we had a couple of nights of steaks, and then the pieces that weren't big enough, I made into fajitas. Oh my god! Okay, now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I wasn't <laughs> that you, Mark. You pushed me over the top. Uh, I was getting hungry with the wings. Uh, Mike, you were showing something. Mike Howard, you were showing something a second ago. Did you want to come back to that? Yeah, was that Brian? It was. I, we've probably talked about this before, but um, I, you know, Mark, you showed us that one um, beer can thing. Rubber, that we rubber cooker. Yeah, that works really good. You don't necessarily have to brine your chicken, um, but I still do occasionally if you want some, you know, extra juicy chicken. And um, it's real simple to brine. You know, I just put it in, what, about six hours, Mark, or so, six to eight hours. You don't want to overbrine it. A little bit of uh, some salt in the water, whatever seasoning you want, and it will and put it in the fridge. You want it cold, and it will suck up that some of that juice. And be well, even more brining juicy. is an art. I still, you guys have been talking about it. It's going to be one of those things that it takes me a while to learn. You know, I, I, that's the way I am. I need to do about eight shows and then I'm like, Hey, I should actually try this, you know, and same do something in the same boat. <laughs> there's a, there's a really simple recipe. I think it's called kitten cow K I T T E N C A L. And she just brown sugar, uh, salt and peppercorns mm -hmm. and water. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, what are you showing my coward? The end result of that chicken. Oh man, looks <laughs> oh, terrible. Man, that looks good. <laughs> I had a, I had two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for dinner tonight. Uh, that's looking pretty good. <laughs> I had cereal. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing a barbecue show, and we have the worst milk. dinners. Oh, yes. you did. Mike I did. did. Uh, I had to prep for for the show. Not to put you over the top, but can you see that picture? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. So, so that was three pound tomahawks. So I bought one of those for, it was a dinner for four. It lasted us six meals. So we got dinner for four plus two. So it was three pounds a piece. Mm. I bought one. I smoked it for two hours at 180 degrees. And that's what it looked like after two hours. Mm. And then I tossed it right on the coals. So no grill, no. 
Yeah. Just for the, you're just char, or you're just um, searing it, right? Just searing it, just to finish it off. You can put it directly on the coals. Yeah, it's called caveman style. Caveman, yeah. Uh, Stephen Reichlin loves that. No. And then what, what ends up happening is anything that sticks to it, I have a video and you can actually see it, but videos don't play well. Um, whatever does stick to it turns into gravy. Like it just becomes like a beautiful coating on it. So that was, that's the finished product before it got cooked. It was just sitting there resting. And that was a finished product sliced up with a very nice bottle of wine. What do you, what do you put in it? What the plate, what plate are you putting it on? It looks like you're even professionally plating. Uh, it was a platter that we got just for doing. Uh, it. <laughs> it's a platter we picked up for doing meat. So yeah, it's, a pla- it's a cheap plastic platter. I think it was three bucks. Okay. No, it looks it, good. It, it looks like a, a high-end plate, but it, it's it sort of antique looking plastic yeah. platter. So a tomahawk is a rib, right? And then it's, it's a rib steak with a bone on it. Yeah. But is it the sirloin that's on the end or what's on rib the eye. end? Ribeye. Okay. So okay. it's, you can get better value. It's a much, it's definitely a presentation bone or a presentation yeah. steak. Right. But this was a, like that bottle of wine we'd had in the basement for two years. That was a, an expensive bottle that. Oops, I'm losing you, Mark. Yeah. I see, if we, see if we, we get him back here. Um, while we're getting Mark back, uh, Mike, what are you showing? Weaker. Oh, just more more uh, wings more, to get you more that. wings on there. Oh, yeah, those look like they're toward the end. They're done. They look good. Oh, yeah, that's right good. towards the end there. And see, that's what I've been finding too. Is the one thing that I've been trying to play with is really knowing which sides are which um, for my my hot sides in my grill, <laughs> right? And knowing when to use which side. And I was really worried for the longest time that my grill wasn't getting to the temperature that it said it was. Because I had my probe in there, you know, I got one of those wireless that has just two probes. So one you just put in the grill and I was like, man, I have this grill set to 250, but my probe says like one, you know, 190, 215 maybe. Well, I realized because I have the probe on the cold side of my grill and my hot side of my right was up to the temperature, but my left side wasn't at all. So I really realized that it's, it's a lot colder, which kind of, it gives you more options once you really know your hot and cold side your grill and, and what to do with them. My chicken wings, I learned that when I do them on my colder side, uh, or if I don't do them at a high enough temp, you know, they don't get that crispy and they're a very chewy outside. It's not good, right? It's a kind of a weird skin. So I've been doing mine a little bit hotter and it's been working a lot better. What temperature is that at, Mike? Uh, this would have been, I think, three, 350, maybe 350. Hey, hey, Mark, we're, uh, when you dropped, we lost your mic. We can hear you, but you're on your camera mic. Can you jump into the Hangout settings and switch that back over, and we'll get you, we'll get you back in here. Um, while you're doing that, uh, we'll take a little break from the food. And this, uh, this year, we've been trying to spend more time on the deck, and so I've been trying out the different Tiki Torch stuff. And I yeah. don't want the Tiki Torches. Like, those are ugly. So I've been trying different. I tried wine bottles, right? They have all these kits on Amazon. I'll throw a link in the in the show notes on where you can buy the kits. And it's really just a metal or a brass that's got an O-ring that fits in the top of a bottle, right? A beer beer bottle or wine. They're, those are both the same size. And then you you uh, fill the bottles with, um, you know, the Tiki Torch fluid. Put these wicks in there and light them. And... Um, so I tried both the regular Tiki Torch stuff, and then I just bought, they have like an extra uh, extra strength bug repellent Tiki Torch brand now. And guys, for a gallon of this stuff, it's like six bucks. It's not terribly expensive, right? I think I, that's where I got at Walmart. 
Well, we filled those things up and it is worth, I think it is worth it to get the extra repellent brand on the Tiki torch fluid because we sat out there and there were, I mean, it's just Nebraska. So, and we've had a lot of rain. Yeah, so it's, been, it's, it's been real buggy. It's super buggy out there, Mike. And we didn't get, I sat out there all night, a few bites. I put a few, I put a little bit of mosquito repellent on my, on my legs, just cause that's where the, they come up through the deck. Right. And that's where, mm-hmm. that's where they get you. But, um, one of the cool things I did, I tried a bottle of wine first and I have a dragon's milk here, which I wouldn't use cause it's got the paper. Um, it's got the paper thing and that gets a little grungy after it's been outside. They, they recommend you take that off, but I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of that. We've been drinking a lot of Guinness and Guinness kind of has an all in one kind of integrated, almost painted on look. And man, those Guinness, uh, so the 12 ounce bottles, those Guinness made really, really cool tiki torches for the, for the, um, for the deck. So I had six of them. I bought six of those wicks for nine bucks maybe. And, uh, the fuel was $6 at Walmart and filled those babies up and we put them on the, on the, uh, the patio and it was great. And I asked the kids, I'm like, you know, what do you guys think of this? And I'm like, this is, I, we love this. This is awesome. You know, Guinness seems to be the right, the right, uh, container to have that in. The other container that, uh, the, the mouth was a little bit bigger, uh, that I wanted to use. So I have to find the right fitting for it is, um, so Captain Morgan makes a cannon blast. I don't know. If, so, and they've made, they make different kinds. They have an apple version, a watermelon version, and a regular version. Probably every, they've probably bumped much more, but it looks just like a round ball. And, and those two have a painted on label to them and thought those, and those age a little bit. That paint kind of ages as it sits outside and it makes it, it kind of, it kind of changes into some really cool colors as you have it out there. Um, I've got to find the right thing, but we put one out and those would make, those would also make really stable like tiki torches or torches that you could burn um, right off your deck. Where are you placing these on the deck? On the railing and stuff? On the table, on the railings. Yeah, just around us. You're not worried about them falling off and starting no, to fire? No, not, not while we're there. Okay. When when in the evenings, when we're done, you know, blow them out and I, I put them down on the deck and put them in a corner. You know, I stack okay. them all together so they don't fall down. But uh, no, during during the meals and such, we just have them out there, and uh, they make really easy, movable tiki torches, so to speak. Cool. And so, uh, yeah, that has been a really fun, uh, a really fun thing to do. Don't cheap out on the wicks. Uh, I think getting good wicks is uh, is is kind of important. You'll have a better experience that way. But um, I the first set I already burned out. I lit them on Sunday, and I came in the house and forgot they were. <laughs> They, you know, they had a little bit, just a little bit of oil left in them, and I burned the oil all the way off. So I'll need to refill those again. I have a little blue funnel. Is that right? Yeah, funnel that I, I used to put oil in my mower. That makes a great little yeah. thing to put the to put the oil in on the uh, on the bottle. So great way to reuse the bottles again. This is Dragon's Milk, but you could use. I, I prefer the, um, you know, the Guinness. Um, bottles those those make really creative you could do a bunch of them out on the deck and man mike it kept the bugs out so i was well, that's what i would be interested in because yeah we have i mean we've always tried like you know the off brand or whatever uh you know candles that you can put out there and they just don't work very well so i'd be love to put some of those around no it it, it worked out really really well i and i'm i'm also not and mike howard maybe you do this too when you're out there i'm not uh, I have been known to spray the yard 
uh, maybe once or twice in the summer, just with the anti, you know, mosquito stuff to kind of knock it down a little yeah. bit. I know that's yeah. not the greatest thing for the environment, but um, works pretty well that way. Yeah, here in Atlanta, we get tons of bugs too, so I need to give that a try. Yeah, get the extra strength uh, tiki. It's made to the tiki brand, and it's okay. specifically um, bug, repellent. bug repellent. Yeah, give that uh, give that a try in your area. It has just made sitting on the deck a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah, and so um, you know, for for us, we'll we'll grill. I'll grill out there. We'll come in and have dinner inside, but then the kids want to go out and smoke cigars, you know, on the deck afterwards. Well, you know, now here in Atlanta, we're heading into the in the fall, and the temperatures are starting to get a little better. I think today we're in the mid eighties, um, although it was raining most of the day. But you know, the weather's getting better, and during that time, we may even eat dinner out on the deck. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan. I don't know why, but I'm just not a big fan of eating out there. I don't know, Mike. Do you guys use your? You have a really nice kind of patio area. Are you guys eating out there at all? Yeah, all the time. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's a little bit harder with the boys, uh, right. you know, because they need to be in a high chair and a chair. So we we don't do it as much as we used to. Um, but yeah, if we, we use it all the time. Yeah. Mark, do you guys, you guys stay inside most of the time or are you, you eating out much out on the, out on outside? We tend to eat outside when we have guests over uh, more often than if it's just two of us. Um, it was a hot summer this summer. Like it, it was... The cold we had in the winter was replaced by stupid heat for about <laughs> three or four weeks. Um, we're getting down to, uh, I think when I was, I went to the UK last week and we were down to just above zero. So it's getting into cooler weather now. So, yeah. Um, but now we're getting rain. So it's, it's just yeah. one of the and, other. And tornadoes, right? Um, yeah. That was, glad you're that safe. was five kilometers from the house. Yeah. Glad you're safe. Why is that uh, video today? That was crazy. That's just crazy. Um, any, uh, uh, Mark, do you any uh, any extra when you th- when you think about being outside from you know eating or or enjoying the evening or a drink outside? There, we're I'm thinking of installing some you know kind of Wi-Fi enabled lights underneath the deck. You know, maybe strip lights like Hue. I think Hue makes some of those, or there's there's Philips a Philips brand. Do you guys you those, go ahead? You can get those uh, Wi-Fi uh, outdoor outlets up here. So wink enabled outlets. So you can plug whatever light you want into it. Oh, okay. Now I have, I'm wired. My deck is completely wired. So I've got two outlets ready for lighting. Um, you can plug this into it. Yeah. Right? This is, this is a plug-in, like one of those outdoor lighting posts. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I was thinking I would get a unit outdoor rated that I could just plug in and then I would, uh, it, you know, it would, it would be why, you know, Wi-Fi controlled through the unit um, as well. Mike, do you do, Mike Howard, do you, you have anything out on your, any lighting? I don't. I've always wanted to do some outdoor lighting on the deck because, you know, I built my deck myself and I'm, I like it. Um, so I've always wanted to do that, but I've never done it. Yeah. Uh, Weaker? I'd be interested to see what you do. Yeah. Make Weaker, how about you? Have you, you done any lighting out there? That's, Ours that's... are all installed in that, in the overhang. Okay. So there's a bunch of lighting. I mean, we can light that thing up like it's there's a spotlight on it. And, uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's bright out there. I I finally replaced. We've got some lights over the garage that are motion sense, you know, motion sensing. And I finally, I think they've been out for like 15 years. So I was like, you know, I should probably put some lights in there so we can we can illuminate the garage. What do they call those? I'm, I'm struggling the the actual strip lights, but that's not what they call them. Rope, rope light, light. Yeah. rope lighting is that yeah. is that what that is? Yeah, rope. 
Um, Hugh has I, those, but I don't know if they're outdoor rated. Yeah, yeah, because I thought that would be it would be really really cool to get fairly bright, you know, to get some fairly bright lighting. Mike, what are you showing, Mike Weaker? Oh, so we oh. just have we have like these canned lights on all the corners, and then these two lights on the end. Which actually, these ones on the on the green post over here, those are Hue lights. So these are my ones in the back. Everything else, I keep off unless we're out there. But the Hue lights out here, these turn on at night just to have some light out there to for security purposes and stuff like that. And then up top, since this is covered, there's a fan with one more light kind of. Uh, up top works out pretty dude well. if i live closer i'd beat your house every night i love that outdoor <laughs> yeah. i'd be like hey you go in you're you're okay we'll just we'll hang out out here yeah. <laughs> i'll see you later mike i know well, you he's like go hey i gotta put the kids to bed i'm like oh that's okay we're uh, good we'll, we'll, we'll see ourselves I'll let myself out <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah it's great we, we bought the house for that backyard and we can be out there when it's pouring rain because it's all covered yeah. and it's, it's a lot of fun it's probably awesome to be out there when it's pouring rain in. oh it's fan yeah i love it because the sound and it's nice and cool and yeah it's it's yeah. a lot of fun other jim wants to know if there's any uh, wi-fi enabled tiki torches how cool would that be to <laughs> you could light it on your app right you would hit the app, it'd have a electronic ignition and uh, you'd write it on the app mark what are you showing outdoor rated uh controllable rope light okay and what's the price on well you those are canadian dollars so it'll be, no, a, mil US. It'll be a million dollars that's amazon.com okay that's us well, 24 dollars 24 bucks 25 bucks for some for some yeah for yeah i i think um 15 okay yeah that'd be about right i've got two spots one is oh it's eight feet but i could go down and back and then uh one spot is is two runs of eight so that'd be that'd be perfect you have to um send me that link mark would you yep. uh, on that that'd be it'd be good to know you know lighting is one of those things and, and i'm finding you know that when we think about being outside some of the things that make that pleasant and i haven't been a big outdoors guy as far as like having the right equipment to do that or thinking about it but if you definitely want to spend out time outdoors i think thinking through the comfort there whether it's mm -hmm. mike uh Uyghur, you've got that overhead that mm -hmm. makes that really comfortable in any in at any time i've had to kind of think through leaf management we've got two big trees that are just uh, they're just dirty like they're just shedding things all that whether it's sticks or leaves or whatever and so i kind of uh, i've been kind of thinking through how do i keep the deck clean uh, yeah. for, for those kinds of things. Robot. Lighting is a big piece. Mike, what were you, what'd you say, Mike? Uh, robot. <laughs> well, yeah, a robot deck cleaner. That would be, maybe that's after the robot lawnmower. Blocking uh, sun um, is, so So I, I go in three orders. There's three things I've, I've decided that we can, when we move, because this house, um, we're going to expand just space-wise, because the actual house is not very big at all. So uh, we have more kids, but blocking the the sun so being able to sit out there and not get a sunburn and then number two is you know to, i think it's a furniture too right having a comfortable place to sit is always yeah. you know if you want to spend time out there and then um number three is kind of just entertainment whatever you like so if you like music putting good speakers out there or if you're going to watch a game you know we have that tv where we watch that is where we watch sunday and saturday football all day long we are out on that back patio That's just awesome. because we can for the tv so or but if people listen to music you know put speakers out there just so it's a place you actually want to go and sit out not just because it's outside but because it's an actual fun place for you to be 
And do uh, you have any fans moving any air, Mike? Out yeah, there? so we have one fan up the very top, but it doesn't move much air, to be honest. So we'll put a, we just have a big kind of industrial fan that we'll set on that fireplace that I showed you guys and just face it towards us if we need to crank some crank some air through. Yeah, I've been like, I've, sorry, go I ahead. Like from uh, Amazon this week where they released the, uh, the Link amps. So if you want to run outdoor speakers now with Alexa, they have an actual Alexa powered amp. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they that. do. Yeah, no, they do. Yeah, a big, a big, yeah, a big. Know, I have a receiver just for that purpose because I have two Bose uh, wired speakers out there that I needed something to plug them into. That might be a good option. Amazon Link and Amazon Link Amp. Okay. We, I've been thinking of beginning a kind of an <laughs> an industrial. <laughs> sorry, um, Kevin Schoonover just posted something funny in chat. I'll talk about it here in just a second. But I've been thinking <laughs> about getting one of those industrial kind of fans that because you know in the heat and mike you know you you get this too in the heat heat of the summer just moving a little bit of air keeps the mosquitoes away absolutely and so i've been thinking about getting one of those bigger industrial fans to just kind of keep some air moving off the deck Uh, pedestal ones do you you can stand up you know and it can move some air Mm -hmm. yeah it helps it work it works pretty good i mean you got to turn it up a little bit the the fans I'm you know looking at uh, and I guess it depends on you know the velocity some of those are really loud yeah. so you want to be careful but the low end in the sixty dollar range high end the Harbor style fifty dollar range yeah yeah um, just moving some of that air Kevin had put in the chat he said I can take care of that tree and he sent us a link to a Husqvarna chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I need to, I'd, I'd be honest, I need to, um, w- you know, trees are a double-edged sword because here the sun, you know, in the middle of summer, having those trees around the house really saves me on energy. And mm-hmm. it, it just consumes a lot of that. And I do a lot to keep it off the house. But I even had one grow on the side of the house that I let stay because that the the evening sun just bakes the side of my house. And so wanted a tree to kind of consume some of that heat. And it's worked out really well. But we have linden trees, and those have little tiny, they have a gazillion little tiny seeds that get into absolutely everything. And when they get in water and sit for a while, they smell like dead flesh. Like (laughs) the worst, like someone died in your house twice. (laughs) They died, then they died again. And uh, and so it's, uh, it is... um, Kevin's being funny in the chat room. So it, but, um, so I have to be really, really careful with my furniture because it is constantly, if anything gets in the cracks and crevices and I don't get that out right away, it stains it and it smells awful. So I'm constantly pulling I you know, the pads up and putting them in a position where they can dry out or they yeah. don't collect leaves and some of those kinds of things. That's been a new, I built, and I should show a picture of it. I don't think I have it. But I actually built my own wooden bench on the deck. So when we were putting that together, I needed a rail. And I thought, well, if I'm going to have a rail, I might as well just have a bench that's the same size. I need a spot to sit. And, man, that thing turned out really, really well. I was surprised. Usually I don't build things that turn out really, really well. You know, you're like, oh, God, that thing sucks. Everybody wants to sit on that bench on the deck. And uh, and it's just a great – I mean, it's just a great – uh, tool to have is that seating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, I think Mike Weger, well, you just said that, Mike. 
Howard? Well, you know, when I built my deck, I have I built a 19 by 19 and then a 16 by 12 deck. So one is a step down. The outside railing on both of them, so 19 feet on one, 16 feet on the other, is a bench seat. So the railing itself is a bench seat on those. So that's, yeah. you know, I have patio furniture on the deck. Most everybody goes and sits on those bench seats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, this year I was looking for a pad and Target was clearancing, you know, again, this time of year, they're getting rid of all their, all their outdoor gear. And it's normally a $45 pad and I got it for 12 bucks. Nice. And so it was a different color, which is great. What I was, it was exactly what I was looking for. It fits that, that seat really well. And then I can, and I, I end up putting it up every, you know, when I go out in the mornings, I'll put it up so that if it rains or stuff falls on it, the pad does not become a collector of, of, of crap. Right. Yeah. Um, so no building that bench, uh, was, uh, was one of the smartest things I ever did on my deck. Cause even if you don't have any chairs out, like if you put the yeah. chairs away, you still got chairs, you still got the bench, uh, yeah. sitting out there and it works, uh, works really, really well. Um, you have uh, some of those well. benches that are, uh, they turn into a picnic table, put two of them back to back and they, the back flips up and into a picnic table. Yeah, I know. That'd be a great idea. Mount and mount. For me, I needed to use it as a rail so that it would, it would act, it would double as a rail. Yeah. You could mount one of those in there and pull that out um, or, or spin it around to, to make it look like a table. Those are pretty cool. Uh, Mark, anything else from, uh, from uh, pictures to show us? I know you probably have a gazillion, so we could I go for a while. But what else do you got? Hungry. Um, oh, I'm already hungry, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> probably one of the, my the, the favorite things I got this year, and it's been uh, you were mentioning that 680 or 700 grill earlier on, and I posted this on Facebook earlier, but it's the it's sort of cropped. It is a replacement fire pot and a Wi-Fi controller that Mike Howard's trying to buy right now, and then been out of out of stock for six months, five months. Yep, still um, out of stock. The the fire pot on the left hand side gets so hot within ten seconds that you can't have your fingers near it. So, wow. yeah, it goes up to eighteen hundred uh, Fahrenheit. Whoa! So it lights really fast, and it, it's it's guaranteed for life. They figure it's one. It'll last a million cycles. So I'll never put a million cycles through it. Wow. And the other one is a Wi-Fi controller that I got that I can turn on and off my grill and control the temperature overnight and. It's uh, it's most techy I've gotten for a probably most techy I've gotten for a single grill, but it's it's allowed me to do use that grill. So I'll set it on extreme smoke overnight, let it smoke something for six hours at 180 degrees, and just pumping out a ton of smoke. Then wake up, look at my phone, turn it to 250, and let it smoke for another 12 hours. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to get that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wish I would have gone with the Wi-Fi version of the uh, of the Green Mountain. You can upgrade yours, though, can't you? I probably could. I just to change to the controller it. out? Yeah. I wonder how much that is. Well, this controller, right now, they're blowing them out at 100 bucks a piece. And then when the original batch is done, they'll be $200. But what I like about Rectech is, with those two parts, I basically have their newest grill on my patio. Right. So the only thing I'm missing is, is a different colored lid, which I don't really care about. Yeah, I checked it tonight before the show, and they were still out. Well, I think I think Mark, unless you've got something super compelling, we have a few uh, odds and ends to pick up here at the end of the show. Mark, anything else? 
The only thing I would say is uh, if people are interested in barbecue is to look for your local barbecue shops and see if the, see if they're offering courses. I got taken two different, I've taken courses at two different stores and the second store I'm taking actually has a, a full setup with uh, six or eight grills on at a time. And the course is there to promote the, the hobby. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, right on. And they're not expensive. Typically, they're not expensive. Uyghur, we should do, we've been talking about trying to get together, get the, getting the wives together. We ought to do a, we ought to do a class together. That's what I was thinking. Go to the hub, right? Of the yeah. Helping you barbecue place. I'm sure they yeah. have a yeah. We gotta, that would be a good way to do it and uh, and get that done. It is a good it is a good way to do it. And I think for most listeners, you've got something going on in your city. Just uh, figure out what that is if you want to get into it. Start with something small, by the way. If this is if grilling is new to you and you're intimidated by it or whatever, and you're like, man, I'd like to do more, start with one thing, like get good at one thing. Burgers are an easy thing to start with yeah. and get good at. Right? And chicken, chicken a variety. Chicken's pretty good too. Yeah, I'm just I'm a big burger fan. I just I think those are those are pretty easy. And there's a lot of variations of things you can do with those, yeah. to, right? To make it good, and you can just you know get to know your grill a little bit. If you don't have a grill, pick up a cheap one, right? Try to help. Yeah, no, right on. The Facebook group is there to help. Yeah, I'd love to have some more grill conversations in that Facebook group for sure. So. Um, Mike, you had mentioned, uh, let, we'll shift gears here towards the end. We've got a few little short stories to pull up. iOS 12 is out. We talked about that two weeks ago. I didn't know this was coming until you said something, but last, last grass, last grass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's in Colorado. <laughs> I can't have next month. Talk about it before I make a total fool of myself. Yeah. So with iOS 12 on the new, on iPhones and iPads, we've in the past, we've had, you've been able to use the iCloud keychain to store your passwords on your iOS devices. But uh, for most of us, I, I didn't use that at all because I used LastPass for everything. But on some of my phones, I just got kind of used to plugging in my passwords and things like that. So what they did with iOS 12, though, is that they allow you to use any other third-party password manager as the autofill for not only in Safari, but in actual apps. So you fire up the Facebook app, you need to log in, and you can now use your LastPass credentials um, to do that. And it's it's the same process. It doesn't even launch LastPass in the background. It is the same exact uh, system. And if you have with the iPhone 10 or newer, it uses Face ID. So I, it's almost like you don't even realize that you're using LastPass, but you are, which is great. The one thing I would suggest is to probably just turn off. So when you open up your, so this is under settings. And then if you go to uh, uh, passwords and accounts, and then autofill passwords, you'll see allow filling from, and you can choose LastPass or 1Password, whichever one you use. And then I just unchecked iCloud Keychain just yep. to make sure that all those passwords are only flowing through LastPass. But, I, did this, I did the same. And I tried yep. it when I get, as soon as I got home, because you I heard you mentioned it in the Facebook group, uh, yeah. or at least in our chat. And I'm like, oh, seriously? Because this has always been a big hang-up for me. True. Yeah. It's passwords. been one of the biggest hang-ups. Yeah. No, it works, works pretty well. So that's... That's exciting. Do you know why? I mean, you know, the uh, Apple always protected that space because they didn't want other apps uh, compromising, you know, apps compromising other apps, so to speak. Do you, right. do you have any idea why they can do this now and where they, they didn't used to be able to do it in the past? 
I'm not sure. I don't know if they were trying to get everyone kind of into the iCloud, I you know, keychain access and and using that, and then they just decided to kind of open it up. Um, I think everyone complained about it for so long. You know, I have LastPass and I use it on my computer and it works great. Or I have one password, whatever it was. And I think they finally um, allowed them to, I don't know if it was a technical reason of why they moved it over. I don't know if it's some new way they're doing that. Christian Johnson might know. Yeah, uh, but, I think yeah. we got pressured by Android users. It, it would make sense. I mean, it just, it makes sense that we can now use these password managers across all of our devices. And it's, I love that they just built it in too, right? It's not, you don't need to do anything different. So it, it works out really well. Was, you can also one, go for it. It was the same thing with um, the keyboards, right? They didn't let, didn't let use anybody else's keyboard, but now you can use um, SwiftKey. The yeah, they did that a while ago. I think maybe that was iOS 11 or 10. Yeah, but that was another one of the ones that like Android, it, it was a huge thing on Android. You could change keyboards out and Apple's like, no, no, we're, we're good with ours. And eventually they, they allowed another keyboards and they're doing the same thing now with, with password managers. Yep, exactly. I think it's more of a trend that we're seeing them go towards. And then I'll just mention one more little quick tip that's kind of nice. If you are a Mac computer user as well, um, if you have any of their computers, the night, there's often times where I am editing a document or I'm doing something and I want to insert a photo from my phone um, or I want to use my phone as the camera. They now have a feature. It's kind of part of their handoff and continuity between the two devices where let's say I'm editing a Word document. I can go to insert photo and it'll just pop up on my phone. I'll take the photo and it'll just it'll just put it right into the document. There's That's no cool. airdropping or emailing. It just, it knows, hey, you've got a high quality camera here. It does the same thing with scanning. So you can open um, a PDF app and say, okay, I'm going to scan. I'm going to, you know, say, okay, do you want to do it from your phone? You say, yeah. So you just take it all because and then it'll let you crop it. It, it makes total sense because how many times are we just sitting here emailing us a photo or messaging it to ourselves or airdropping whatever we're doing. So uh, two of those just quick features that I have found now that Mojave and iOS 12 are both out for the public. Mojave just was released this Monday. Um, it's it's kind of nice. We're starting to see some of these features that are things that you I didn't even know I wanted, to be honest. And then I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool. There's a new feature in iOS 12 where it's um, screen time. Oh, and... yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> I didn't like to look at that. It's pretty embarrassing. So it was like I just turned in. I just upgraded this morning, so I have today's screen time stats. And you're like, "Oh yikes! I've been on my phone for four hours today already at this point." <laughs> so you know, you're kind of like, "Yikes!" So uh, some interesting things. I did notice some weird keyboard hiccups. Really? Uh, yeah, and I, I don't know why it wasn't typing as fast, and some things were weird. So I need to do a little digging in, and just because I, I spend a lot of time typing. On yeah, because my upgrade has been. I have found my battery life is way better with iOS 12 really? than it was okay. before. Yeah. I don't know if that's just something. I was having troubles before. So, you know. Um, and, and I wasn't having trouble before. Uh, I have a newer phone, but I've just noticed it's been even better, noticeably better on my phone. Before the show, uh, Mark was having some UPS problems. And that reminded me that uh, I moved uh, podcast studios at Gallup this week. So I would, I'd been in a big conference room up on a floor that when I moved in four years ago or five years ago, it was kind of weird to think how long I'd been in that room. Uh, it was a conference room. It was a big conference room too. And I kind of, so I had this big gigantic studio, which was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty cool. Um, but uh, in the four years I've been up there, a whole floor of people have moved in around me. Um, you know, I kind of feel like that, that guy in, you know, in China where the city builds around him and he won't move. 
And uh, so the the facilities guy came to me this week. He was like, "Hey, could you uh, could we find you a new studio?" <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, "I think it's time." So I'm I'm you know uh, I moved, but a UPS that I've had in there forever that worked perfectly. As soon as I powered it down, and, and perfectly is uh, it's probably not the right word. As soon as I powered it down and moved it, it would not come back up again. I mean, it was it was deader <laughs> than a doornail, and I think I probably had that UPS for four years. Looks great. Never moved. It has sat literally in the same spot for four years. And so it looks great, but the batteries are done. So, I mean, I never hooked up any kind of the, you know, they come with a USB cable and you can hook them in and monitor them. It does checks, self-checks and all those things. Pretty good, uh, pretty good UPS. So it's pretty great at work. I took it to the help desk and put it on the desk. They gave me a brand new one in replacement of that. said, here you go. And uh, took it down to the office. It was a reminder, though, that if you have UPSs, you probably should be checking them at least once a year to make sure they're doing the job of doing whatever you need them to do. In most cases, I use a UPS for mostly brownouts. If we're going to have a big power outage over the summer, it's not going to power my stuff very long. You know, maybe I can shut some stuff down. I usually mostly because we get a squirrel that'll chew on the line and then the line drops for a second. It comes back up. And that just kind of keeps me, you know, keeps the machines protected and on. If that happened during the podcast from losing everything that's going on, and the lights would flicker for a second. But um, so might be a good idea to check your UPS if you got one out there. Uh, a good kind of thing. Mike, what you've got one built into the, you got one built into your um, your rack there? Yep. UPS? Yeah. yeah. So, so, but it's only, it's a year old. And I think when I, and when I look at the time, it could run for 17 minutes if it needed to, which is enough time. But I'm like you, I'm kind of more doing it for the brownouts, the small yeah. little things that go on and off. And and if uh, I do have it plugged in via USB to my to the Unraid box, so at least that would shut down safely. Um, which actually, I, I plugged it in. I haven't set it up yet. I think I need to go into Unraid <laughs> and actually do the setting. I think it's pretty straightforward in Unraid, but. Uh, that's, that's a good reminder, Jim. Yeah, See, yeah, there, there you go. I'm a big fan of uh, UPSs that have a mon or have a, a screen on the front of them, so you can do some yep. self checks right right there. Mike Howard, what are you using on your stuff? Uh, mainly CyberPower. I think I may have a few APCs, but yeah, every computer even have one for the TV. Our, our TV upstairs for brownouts, but you know the TV the the uh, what is it, TiVo and all that stuff connected to TV are plugged into that thing. So there's been times when the power is flickering on and off, and we just keep watching TV. It's kind of nice, isn't it? It is. It is. And you know, you're doing a show, you're doing a podcast, and I've had the power flicker on and off. And you got, you got to make sure your network equipment and your router and all that's connected to something. Right. And you just keep going. Uh, Schoonover has been posting the little network. They have a little network U- UPSs kind of designed for that, right? Little small battery ones. And I've uh, I've bought uh, at least one of those that's plugged in, you know, it's mounted on the wall. And all the networking equipment goes through two power strips. And those two power strips are then plugged into the UPS to keep it backed up. So that has its own. And then I have clusters of PCs that are on various. I have two of the big 1000s. I think those are 650 watts or something along those lines. And um, so I have two of those plus a variety of smaller ones that just kind of keep everything running. It's, you know, yeah, you could go with just the big ones and route everything through that. That might be better because you got to check Like I said, every couple of years, you got to check oh, the yeah, batteries. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, Mark, what about you? I actually just went through it. Uh, I got two 1300 VA units on two servers on my Unraid server and my 2012 server. 
both of them are hooked in. Both of them have USB connectivity. Neither one of them are shutting down properly right now. So I got to figure out why they're not shutting down. They're, they're plenty of load. They do battery tests. They're fine. And then every desktop in the house has one. And I have a UPS behind my TV because when my amp loses power, it, uh, it, it loses a link between where the signal should be coming in for audio. So I got to have to go back and go through the setup on the amp to fix that. So I put a UPS on that. There you go. And I kept power through all the, we were up for 22 hours when we lost power with a tornado. Um, and because there's no draw on the UPS, uh, it, it kept the settings. So did it, did it beep at you the whole time? No, the upstairs one didn't beep at all. Okay. Uh, the downstairs one beeped till they ran out of power. Mm-hmm. And I have friends who I've made sure they have UPSs and, and, he didn't realize you could turn off the UPS, so his wife was cursing at him because all night long the UPS would be at him. <laughs> it's pretty obnoxious. It is, those, yeah. Those are, yeah, those are pretty obnoxious indeed. It's, the one that, um, oh, go ahead. The, the one that failed that I had to change it before the, uh, the the show, I have a battery in order for it. I just don't have that computer on right now. But mm-hmm. my, my TV that I'm using for a monitor was plugged into it. So it didn't like even having the surge on. Our, our local batteries plus here has been pretty competitive with those batteries. I've ordered them off Amazon sometimes to replace them and such, but the guys at batteries plus, or at least the local one here in Papillion has been wanting to be more competitive and they've actually have taken them in and they've offered to kind of match or be close. And I don't have to order it, wait for it to come in and some of those kinds of things with shipping. So you might want to check too on those batteries. Um, uh, Nick's ops in the chat room says he tests his batteries and all the panels every quarter. Great idea. Had some issues that screwed some things up. And then other Jim says he tries to size his UPS is at 50% of the load. Once you convert VA to Watts, but testing is needed. So good idea to run at 50, 50, 70, somewhere in there. So my answer this Jim. Them. So uh, when they die and you need to get rid of them, where do you, where do you take them? Hazardous waste. Yeah, because around here I kept looking for where, and, and like some of the places will take car batteries and and boat batteries and th- those kind of things. I take them, I took them to there, I took them to there, and they won't take them. Hmm. Call so, up your local hazardous waste place. Like up here, the, it's a government-run thing where they say one weekend a month they'll take hazardous waste back and they'll take those back. Hmm. Now, Weger, uh, when you hook up the UPS to your Unraid, take you're going to be shocked at how much it's drawing. Like mine right now is drawing. Seven watts. My Unraid server is drawing seven watts of power. Oh, I know more. Mine's doing more than that because I got the big Norco forty twenty case with those eighty millimeter fans in there. But nothing spun up. So oh. I, I'm running a, a quad core AMD processor, um, I think an A A six or eight eight, and it's sitting there and it's running. I'm drawing between well, right now I'm drawing two percent CPU load, uh, CPU load and forty percent memory, but I'm drawing one percent and seven watts of power. Wow. That's, okay, that's way, mine idles at like 60 or 70. <laughs> I bet mine's at least that, Mike. I bet mine's yeah. even worse. Yeah, and and this is eight drives. This is eight drives in it. So, how, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, how do you get down that low on an idle? It, well, no drives are running right now, they're all inactive. I know, but seven is like super. Your, your CPU should be using even just idle CPU, usually is right like 60 or 70, right? No, the so the UP the the PSU in that well won't the fan won't go on unless it draws more than 140 watts. You rarely hear the fan go on. It, so it's a, it's an efficient UPS sorry efficient CP, uh, PSU. The CPU itself is not anything crazy. It's a quad core A6 or A8, but it's measuring 
seven watts. Wow. That's incredible. That is incredible. I wish mine was like that because mine, mine needs power quite a bit. For, at full load with all the drives spun up, I think it draws 55 or 60 watts. Oh, well. See, like when mine's transcoding Plex or, or doing that sort of stuff, it's up at 120, 130. So I've got a i7 in there, a 4300 yeah. or something like that. An, an older one, an older i7. Um, Kevin says in the chat room, uh, back to the battery recycling, you have to check into this. Best Buy might be one of those. They have a recycling program at Best Buy. Oh, they, they actually have the most, they have the best recycling program that I know for electronics. I don't know if they'll take UPS batteries because that's a little bit different than taking, they'll definitely take like your standard batteries that you put in, you know, A, double A, triple A, those smaller ones, batteries that come on phones and stuff like that. I don't know if they'll come. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Mike. Yeah, that's, I don't know if they officially take the bigger UPS well, I'll batteries. Them. I'll try that. That's good. That's a good they're, Yeah, They're called yeah. sealed lead acid. Sealed lead acid. I was just yeah, going to throw them in a creek out back. <laughs> well, build, make them as a retainer. You got to get a creek out back. Yeah. I just put them in my fireplace. It kind of makes a cool sound. There you go. Outdoor fireplace, though. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, colorful flames like those logs that you buy, you know, or they have the. the you get real close, flame. you kind of get lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> they pop hydrogen. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Do not try this at home. Well, with that, we'll, uh, we, we will probably went long on the show, so we'll probably not do much on the crypto side tonight. Uh, but we want to thank you guys for, if you've listened this far, both live, and actually most people are still out there live. Uh, or if you're listening to the recorded version you made this far, thanks for doing that. Uh, this is always one of my favorite shows. We do this twice a year, once in the spring, once in the fall. It's just always my most favorite show. No matter what we do or how we do it, we structure it differently every time. Never the same if you want to go back. And the, uh, by the way, the information is super evergreen. So if you ever want to, like, if you want to go back to the spring show, I think I was, I looked that up today and that was back in March, I think March or April. Um, if you want to go back to the past shows, um, it's not like this barbecue and grill stuff changes all that often. So you can get some great advice. We, we went through some great recipes. Mark has actually encouraged me to every show I've come out of here buying something. Mm -hmm. Uh, it seems like we talked about the frog mats. I did the smoker piece. We did the chicken, the ceramic chicken thing. What do we call that thing, Mark? Chicken roaster. Yeah, I, I got that. I got that on my grill. Uh, so I'm always doing. Weger, have you bought any? Uh, have you come out of the show buying anything? No, but I'm usually cooking the next day for sure. <laughs> I know it's always it's a well it's Friday so uh, grilling you know get out in your grill uh, at least if you're listening over the weekend get out in your grill and get something done don't forget we want to thank everyone who uh, supports the show through Patreon we really really appreciate it that's going to help as we start building this robot lawnmower so don't uh, if you, if you want to get involved or you want to help the show head out to theaverageguy.tv/slash Patreon we'll get that done and uh, just a great way to support it. you can do as a little as a buck. You can, uh, if you want to send me an email, you got suggestions, you got ideas, you want to help Mike recycle his batteries, you can send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. If you got some ideas, actually, this week I got a bunch of email, more than I've ever gotten in a single week. Uh, once I started this robot lawnmower thing, Mike Weger, like all of a sudden I'm starting to get some emails. Schoonover sent me a super handy one that's got the wheels I think I need. You know, Ooh, we're going to need to do some, together, huh? yeah, we're going to do need to do some front wheel things. Okay. And so, and then somebody sent me an um, email this week that said, "If dude, if you're going to buy a $160 uh, 3D printer, it's not going to work. 
So good. Okay. Well, I like those kinds of like, I, I, this is, this is great. Love this kind of stuff. Keep, keep bringing it. Send me an email, Jim at the average guy.tv. Try and get back to you as I can, or sometimes you're just sending me notes and that's okay as well. But uh, keep sending those. If you want to join, we mentioned the Facebook group. If you want to join that Facebook group, the average guy.tv slash Facebook is probably the right way to go to get that done. I'll take you right to the group. Ask to be in. You'll get in deals, great conversations, any kind of questions you want. Nicest guys on the planet and some gals too. come out there and you know, Guys, you guys may not know this, but there's a couple lurkers, gal gal lurkers who are watching what we do out there. So thanks for being appropriate out there as we do that as well. Don't forget the AverageGuy.tv platform, both web and media hosting, Power Bay Maple Grove Partners. If you're thinking about doing anything on the web, plans start at 10 bucks a month. You can't do it really any cheaper unless you're doing GoDaddy, and that's not great. So head over to maplegrovepartners.com, check them out, and uh, Christian appreciates that and like I said, uh, great service and this everything you see here, both web and media hosting, powered by them as well. And uh, Christian and Gary do a great job getting that done. Don't forget, download the app. Just have it on your phone, have it available, have it ready. That way, if you're on the road and you want to listen to us live, it is the easiest way to listen to us live. So get that done as well. Newsletters in full swing every week. I send you something, not a lot, but I send you something. We have a new events page. So the average guy.tv slash events. So if you want to know what's coming up, you would have known that this was the grill show tonight. And so sign up for that newsletter, the average guy.tv slash newsletter. We'll get that done. And I still got a bunch every week. I collect more. I got plenty of hello fresh coupons right here. They're just free waiting for you to contact me. I get nothing out of this. But if you haven't tried HelloFresh, we did the salmon, Mike, this week, this last week. We did salmon, and oh, my God. It was so I think so you've good. got me convinced. I think I'm going to give it a shot. Dude, it was so good. Just let me know so you get a coupon right. on this yeah. thing. Yeah, a couple a couple of you have done that. I like to hear how it goes. It's tough with kids. Let's just let's be honest. Because yeah. like, it's fancy food. Like It is fancy food. And kids aren't necessarily fancy. Right. And so, although mac and cheese, we had this fancy mac and cheese that was pretty damn good. So, you know, don't tell the kids it's fancy. Just like, hey, this is, yeah, this is really crappy. Oh, this is, it took me 10 seconds to make it. See, Emmett just wants to eat whatever we're eating. And it's, and he has a very, I mean, he doesn't like ask for fancy food, but he doesn't mind eating it. He'll eat whatever we're eating. So, you know, he might actually, he might go for it. Yeah. Give it a a try. I've got coupons basically that makes it free for the first week and then cancel it if you want afterwards, but give it a try. It is a great way. We, like I said, we did the salmon. I almost, I, I would have cooked it on the grill on a cedar plank, but I didn't have the cedar planks ready. You know, you need to kind of be soaking those and, uh, and I didn't have them ready. And so we ended up pan cooking them and they were just as delicious pan cook. In fact, Sarah, Sarah took pictures, I think, and put it on the Facebook group. And yeah. uh, there were some comments. Mike, didn't you jump in on that? I said, what's this green stuff next to it? It had some green beans and sesame seeds that were super good. I was <laughs> like, God, this food in a, in a really good jasmine rice. And I'm like, man, food has taste. <laughs> <laughs> you can do salmon on the grill without the, without the uh, plank. Uh, well, I know, but. Indirect. Yeah. On a Weber. Yeah. But I didn't have a Weber and I didn't, I was, I was a little behind on time, but, um, I, I've been, I've been wanting to, we're going to, uh, Mike Weger, where are you buying your meat these days? Where do you guys go to buy meat here in town? Uh, usually high V I've done just good meats a few times. Have you tried uh, fairway? 
for their meat. You've mentioned it. I haven't been there yet. You got to get over there and give that a try. But we're we're gonna go get some salmon here. Sarah wants to you know try after inspired by this HelloFresh meal to get. Jim, some I sent salmon. you. I tagged you in a Facebook post about a, a place in Oklahoma a while ago. Uh, Omaha, you mean? Yeah, sorry, Omaha. Yeah, yeah. For for meat, yeah. No, I got that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and uh, this Fairway place here in town is a really good. They have a really good meat market, and they may be building a new facility literally a mile from me. And I was like, oh my god, I like, I'll be there every night, like, yeah. just staring at the meat counter. Can I get you anything, sir? Nope. Just browsing. Just. This new place opened up that's the consumer uh, portal to the uh, meat distributor. They have three 42-inch TVs as soon as you walk in, and they show you all the stuff that they have for sale that day. And then you order it through iPad, and they bring it out from the back freezer to your, to your car. Oh, wow. So you, you walk in, you say, they got, bris- they got Wagyu brisket. I'll take some of that, and I'll take some burger beef, and I'll take some beef ribs, and I'll take some. But you buy, like last time I bought ribs, it was five pounds of ribs in a box. Mm. See, that's just, I, that, see, I get carried away. I go in there and all of a sudden I have more meat than I can, I have more meat than I can possibly ever cook in my lifetime. It's never cheap. You always walk out betting. It's like Costco. It's a $200 store. Fairway has really good prices. And so it, you know, and and then if you shop the sales, uh, you can get, I mean, you can get some really great meat. I'm going to have to try those. What did you call that? Where you have the, where you have the rib on the the bone, on the bone. What do they call that? Uh, Tomahawk steaks. Tomahawk steaks. I'm gonna have to try that. That's the. But they're they're fifteen dollars a pound Canadian. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, but it's okay. I'm gonna only get two. So we'll we'll Sarah and I will try those. Uh, the kids are gone, so we'll do that on a Saturday night. Well, yeah, one steak will do three or four meals, right? It was there was three and a half pounds of meat. Or three and a half pounds of, of uh, steak. Yeah. No. Right on. Well, okay, we better finish. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. Uh, the, the Grill Show always goes along. It's just what we do. But uh, if you're joining us for the first time tonight, uh, we normally go about an hour and 20 minutes, which just isn't all that much shorter. But uh, we have a good time out here. Love, if you join us for the first time or you're listening for the first time, thanks for doing that. We love to have you as part of our community and just jump in here. It's the, it's the most fun that we have during the week and a great group of men and women who put this together. And I appreciate you guys being out there and being appropriate because it means a lot when you have a great community that hangs up together. We'll hang out for a little bit of post-show if you're listening live. With that, we'll say goodbye.